If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the F Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we offer science, stories, skills, and songs to help you slow down, stress less, and love more. It's important to us that every episode is worth your time and you leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and able to make positive changes in your life. On today's episode, slow the F down with regrets. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. Odds are there is something from your past that you wish you could get a do-over with. If you've ever said anything like, I wish I'd only known sooner, or, oh, I wish I'd never done this, then you probably have some regrets. A study in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin shows that about 90% of adults have deep regrets about their lives, and that the more they dwell on them, the worse their quality of life gets. If we all have regrets, and it looks like we virtually all do, then learning how to manage regret is super important. If you're ready to start making peace with the past so that you can move forward to create a better now, we dedicate today's show to you. Regrets are the thing that can wake me up in the middle of the night, grab me, and throw me down the stairs. (laughs) Mentally speaking, not physically speaking. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) Yeah. So regrets have been my Achilles heel most of my life, and they really like fuel my depression because I use them to punish myself and make myself wrong. And it's a place where I've really had to learn how to slow down because my mind can just be like the snowball speeding down a hill that picks up momentum when I start thinking about the things I regret. So I've done a lot of work around regrets that I still actively do. It's something that I process through in our super slow down stress release classes using the nonlinear movement method so that I can get that trauma and stress of regrets out of my cells. If you experience them, you know how heavy regrets can be. And on people's deathbed, regrets are really present. The top five regrets of the dying are One, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. And you know, when Casey and I read through these, it's like we teach about every single one of those things, how to be happier, how to reach out for support and improve your relationships, how to authentically express your feelings and live as your true self, and how to have more ease and flow and play in your life. I think our values and our career are right on track with each other, Casey. Maybe we should make a school that teaches people how to love themselves better. Oh, wait, we did. (laughs) So I was curious about what causes us to have regrets. And there's a theory called the Zygernick effect developed by Bluma Zygernick that states that humans have a propensity to remember uncompleted or uninterrupted tasks better than completed tasks. And this makes a lot of sense to me. So if I look back in my life at some of the regrets that I have, they either fall into that category of uncompleted or uninterrupted tasks. So for example, I dated someone in my 20s and 
The relationship ended in a way where I ended up really breaking their heart and I felt terrible about it. In hindsight, I did the best that I could at that time explaining what was going on. But now that I have the awareness that I have now, I feel like I want to go back and apologize to this person. And I actually tried to, but they weren't open to receiving the apology. So in my mind, it's like this uncompleted task that just kind of lingers there. Oh, so it really wears away at you. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. For me, most of my regrets are around things I haven't done more than things I have done, like not going to a traditional college and getting a traditional degree. I went to an alternative college, Um, not learning how to play an instrument, not speaking another language fluently. Those are my top three regrets of things I haven't done. My top regret of things I have done is marrying someone with narcissistic personality disorder, trying to avoid marrying someone like my father, and, um, you know, married my father. (laughs) But those are my big ones. Those are the ones that, that can wake me up in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's interesting that yours are things that you wish you would have done, and mine tend to be things that I did but don't feel complete. Yeah, we covered the spectrum of (laughs) the most popular way that regrets are formed. I mean, listen, life is to be lived forward and understood backwards. Ooh, that was really good. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I was the original one that had said that. And it's like you said, you know, if you knew better at the time, you would have done better. And I think that holds true for all of us. If we had more awareness of our deeper needs that underlie our emotions and actions, we could come up with healthier ways of fulfilling those needs that don't hurt ourselves, that don't hurt others, and that don't keep us from having the things that we really want and creating these healthy relationships. And for me, there's definitely something around allowing myself to be fully completely joyfully happy, you know, and that obviously directly ties in with trauma. And I've come so far with it. But those big ones are still true for me. Mm. And the two that I'm willing to do something about because right now, I'm just not willing to go to a traditional college and get a master's degree. Um, But I am willing to use my Duolingo more and speak more French and Spanish and practice my guitar more often and learn that. And it's still a a bit of a battle. Like it takes a lot of effort to get me to do those things that I really want to do. And I know that's true for my clients too, that there's only so much joy that they're willing to let themselves feel or that they believe that they can even have. And you know, when you have trauma, you get used to feeling crappy or used to not having what you want or used to feeling scared to feel happy or feeling scared to even want something good. And it's all a protection mechanism of the brain. The brain is trying to keep you safe. And because what came at you wasn't safe, it puts up too big of a screen that blocks out the bad, but also blocks out the good. That's one part of it. Another part of it is that when something negative happens and scares you, your brain automatically forms more negative thoughts, again, as a protective mechanism, but it takes a lot of momentum to overcome negative thoughts. You need a minimum of five 
positive thoughts to neutralize one negative thought, but it can get as high as you need nine to one to really start to feel positive and to start to create a new neural pathway to a happier thought or behavior. That's why the key to doing brain training is repetition. Repetition, repetition, repetition. (laughs) Um, That's what you need to create new neural pathways and to replace those painful thoughts like, oh, it's too late for me to be happy with, I'm going to do something to be happy today. And you can start to shift your brain, shift your mind, shift your thoughts, shift your experience, shift your feelings by replacing those painful thoughts with more present, positive, and powerful ones. And I have done a ton of that work for myself. I feel so much happier than I ever have before in my life. The regrets don't have the hold on me that they used to. That is for damn sure. I used to live with a dark cloud over my head most of the time. And only when there's like a profound amount of outside stressors, do they kick back up again? Because anyone who has trauma knows the key thing you have to do is create a sense of safety. When you feel safe, when there aren't as many outside stressors, your stress doesn't get as triggered inside of you. So there's a lot of different components to making yourself capable of releasing regrets instead of holding on to regrets. When I think about something that I regret, like as soon as the thought comes into my mind, I just feel this tightness in my throat and this almost like just drop in my body. Like my posture just kind of slumps a little bit and it almost feels like it like pulls power away from me. Like I have less energy, which is interesting because I think the more aware we can become of how feelings feel in our body, we can use that to help cue us in to whether or not something is adding to or taking away from our energy. Elizabeth, how do regrets feel in your body? Oh, uh, absolute nausea in my lower belly, a huge, heavy weight on my chest, underneath my eyes, like a pressure, a pressing in where like there's heavy weights pressing into my face and into the bones of my face. My whole posture slouches like I can hardly hold myself up and a, a hollowness in my chest like I've been scooped out with an ice cream scooper and there's, there's nothing there. And when any of those physical sensations come up for me, they're, uh, you know, they're like an alarm bell that I am disconnected from my power, that I'm not present, that I'm, you know, dwelling on the past, and that it's time to use my skills to recenter myself and get back into now. And research shows that the pain of regret can be eased by re-engaging with lost opportunities. And that's totally true for me, right? Why practicing guitar, practicing with Duolingo, learning different languages. It takes me out of regrets in those areas because I'm, I'm re-engaging with my lost opportunities. I'm doing something about it. As a sensuality coach, clearly I am fascinated by relationships. And I've noticed that I've tried to ease the pain of regret by re-engaging in lost opportunities by continuing to try and learn what didn't work in past relationships and what I could do better or differently going into my new relationships. Yeah, really taking the opportunity to learn what you can do differently 
I'm 14 years into this relationship. And part of the way that I keep the energy fresh in my relationship is by trying to stay really cognizant and aware if I start to fall into some kind of old negative pattern, like taking things too personally, when really whatever he said had nothing to do with me. (laughs) Because I don't want to perpetuate any of my relationship regrets. You know, like losing my temper too quickly, taking things too personally, thinking that they're against me instead of for me. And another way that people get inspired to let go of their regrets is by allowing themselves to feel inspired by people around them that have managed to accomplish their goals and using those people like as a motivation and inspiration for them to get back in the saddle, to give it a try again. You know, when we see that someone else has done it, we think, well, maybe I could do that too. Like I have a friend who used to obsess about getting his PhD. And it was that thing when we really long for something and we don't have it, it's really easy to see that we don't have it. We see its absence glaringly. And when the pandemic hit and he had downtime, he went back to school, got his master's. And because he re-engaged with that thing that he wanted and had regretted for so long, his whole attachment to getting the PhD fell away. And now he's like, oh, I might get it one day. I might not, but the regret is completely gone. As an energy healer looking at that, he moved so much energy with that by doing that, right? Obviously, it's a lot of effort to get your master's, and he put so much into it, and he just moved a lot of energy. So yeah, he re-engaged with it, regret gone. It's really awesome. I remember when I was getting my love, sex, and relationship certification. As part of this course, you were instructed if you had a partner to practice some of these skills and exercises to either spice up your sex life or help heal trauma. And there's a woman in our group. I remember listening to her on the call one time and she was like, I'm in my 60s. My husband's in his 70s and we've been married for 45 years. I feel like I missed the window to create fun sexy relationship well this woman ended up completing the course is now having the best sex of her life her sex life is so good and so healthy that she actually teaches couples who've been in long-term relationships or marriages and feel like they've either lost the spark or that their sex life was feeling very vanilla and they wanted to spice it up and she inspires the hell out of me and every time I hear somebody say oh, well, it's too late for me, or oh, we've been together for so long, we've just lost that spark. I think of this woman and what an inspiration that her and her husband are. I love that story. My friend had a friend who had a very long, healthy life, and at 86 years old, really fell in love for the first time and got married. She had never been married before. Yes. (laughs) Now, much lower risk, right, (laughs) of like, than having to like face 60 years ahead of you with the same person. But it was also so beautiful, because she just said, like, I I didn't even know if I could fall in love. I didn't know if if I could ever feel this way. And it was so beautiful for me, because I'd always had this feeling that like anything I wanted, it was too late. I remember being a teenager, and thinking it was too late to get into shape, right? Like that's how ingrained regrets are 
when you have trauma. So she was such an inspiration to me. At the time, I didn't have a partner and I was just like, you know what? It's never going to be too late. Someday I'm going to find that person. That speaks also to the importance of surrounding yourself with inspirational people because they're going to continue to remind you that things are possible. I'm genuinely curious your thoughts on this, Elizabeth. Do you think regrets can be helpful? Is there a time or a situation in which they are? I think having genuine remorse about something is very healthy. If you've done something that's hurt someone else and you regret that you did it, then it's really important to be able to feel remorse and to make amends for the wrong that you've done. So I think in that way, that's what I would call a healthy regret. You know, we've all made mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes that I'm embarrassed about um, and wish I hadn't done. You know, making apologies, making amends, not necessarily asking for forgiveness. I'm not so big on that. I think forgiving yourself that you're human and that you're going to screw up is extremely important. But I personally not really into asking someone to forgive me. That's not as important to me. It might be to you, listener, and that that's fine. <laughs> I'm just, you know, owning my own truth here. But making amends and apologizing, very important. And I know personally that's a quality and a characteristics that I look for in friends and partners. We'll go into our slowdown skill and slowdown song right after a commercial break and word from our sponsor. So like I said earlier in the show, using the nonlinear movement method has helped me release the trauma of my regrets that was held in my cells, held in my mind. So we invite you to our monthly slow down stress release class. It's the second Saturday of every month. You can do it from the comfort of your own home and nobody even has to see you doing it. So you don't have to worry about looking foolish. It really does work. It's clinically proven to work to remove the stress from your cells, from your mind, and leave you feeling so much better. Casey and I meet and we do it before our meetings and it always makes us feel better every single time. And we'd love to share this powerful method with you. So go to thelove.school, that's thelove.school to register. And we'll see you over Zoom on the second Saturday of every month. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, Slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. I don't have any regrets. If it rains, I don't wish it would stop. I embrace it as a needed part of my ecosystem. Same with the wind, snow, and sunshine. They all serve a purpose. I fully accept my present moment experience, and if you want to live without regrets, I invite you to do the same. Thank you, Mother Nature. And now for our slowdown skill. All right. So this is one of the things that has helped me release regrets more than anything else. And I pass it on to you with an open heart. If you're regretting not doing something you wish you had done or doing something you wish you hadn't done and you've already done what you needed to do to apologize and make amends one of the things that really helps me is to realize you know what it might not have worked out the way I think it would have anyway 
That helps me so much. And you know, I'm experiencing something like it right now in my life. I've wanted to renovate a house for easily the last 45, 50 years. I have dreamed about it thousands of times. And I've regretted over and over not doing it earlier in my life. And I've really used that as a tool of torture to punish myself with. Well, here I am doing it. And guess what? It's a pain in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) It is not this amazing, wondrous, freeing, creative endeavor that I always imagined it would be. And one of the ways that I have made my peace with the insanity that is this renovation is to laugh and be like, I've wasted thousands of hours of my life on regretting not doing this thing. And you know, it might not have made that huge difference in my life that I thought it would. Uh, I I love the perspective that it, it might not have worked out anyway. Have you ever run into someone you dated like years down the road and then you're like, oh, yeah, huh. That probably wouldn't have worked out anyway. <laughs> or like, I'm glad that didn't work out anyway. <laughs> I absolutely had that happen for a good 20 years. I was like, oh, shit, should I have married that guy? <laughs> Maybe I just should have done it. I'd have a really stable life right now. And then I ran into him at a rock show and I was just, I mean, after one minute of talking to him, I was like, whoo, thank God, dodged a bullet there, Mm. right? Again, wasted so much mental and emotional anguish and energy on regrets. There's a great saying, I heard it from Byron Katie, everything that happens to me is for me. And that way, when things don't work out the way that I think they should have, and I'm regretting them, that helps me to realign with, you know what? If I really needed it for my happiness, it would have happened. I don't need it for my happiness. Maybe it didn't happen, or it happened to guide me in another direction that was even better for me. And I often say, you know, our thoughts are either building us up or tearing us down. They're either making us feel good or they're making us feel bad. We might as well think thoughts that make us feel good. We might as well. If we're thinking thoughts anyway and we think 90,000 thoughts a day, I'd rather spend my time thinking thoughts that make me feel good than thinking thoughts that make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Because we can never actually know what would have happened or what would be different if the thing that we wanted to happen or not happen did or didn't happen. So part of taking back your power, living as an empowered person, is giving yourself the opportunity to go forward from this moment, right now. The point of power is in the present moment and doing things that bring you to right now, that bring your mind, your body, your awareness of your physical sensations, your thoughts to this moment, to what's right in front of you right now, to feeling the objects around you. That's something that just brings me to this present moment. 
to help me overcome all of the stress and emotions I've been going through with the house renovations, I've been doing a lot of that. Like just coming right now to this very simple present moment. And that's another beautiful slowdown skill for you. Just looking at what's around you, touching, just placing your hands on what's immediately in front of you, looking at it and bringing all of your attention to right now. Bonus slowdown skill. And this episode's slowdown song is called It's Daylight Again by Cranes on the Merkin Stream. I love this slowdown song. It's part of my nonlinear movement method playlist because I don't know how vibrations, I guess. It puts me into the present moment in seconds. Like my brain just empties and I just feel super present. And is it because it's been on my playlist for so long and that when I'm doing the nonlinear movement method, I get super present or, you know, I don't know, it's a chicken or egg thing. This slowdown song works for me. So Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? My favorite part of today's show was giving people hope that they don't have to let regrets run their life anymore. Yeah. What was your favorite part of today's show, Casey? I liked when we talked about people easing the pain of regret by re-engaging with lost opportunities. And I love the permission of re-engaging with lost opportunities too. You know, taking that mindset of like, well, I'm, I missed my chance or oh, it's too late and be like, actually, no. What if it's not? Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. We are usually very inner world focused with our skills and with regrets, you know, it's a real combo of using inner world and outer world skills. Taking action in the outer world definitely helps overcoming the pain of regrets. Slow down, fans. What was your favorite part of today's show? If you found something helpful in this episode, please subscribe and share it with a loved one who can also benefit from Slow the F Down Show. Our mission is to help as many people as possible slow down, stress less, and love more. And we can't do that without you. And if you're digging our content and want more personalized slowdown goodness, become a sloth level patron and get free access to our super slowdown stress release classes every single month. You'll learn the nonlinear movement method that is guaranteed to unstick stress from your body on a cellular level. Plus, you'll get early access to all episodes and our live Q&As. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show. That's all one word, patreon.com slash slow the F down show and choose the tier that works best for you. To our existing patrons, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you and your support means the world to us. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with always having to be right. Thank you for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.